on deck for myself so if you want it to beers with bands yeah that's um, true let me see okay so this kind of i just remember that this is beers with bands so i didn't prepare let me see what i could grab that's but totally I, I okay feel really weird not drinking a beer so hold on give me a second <laughs> all right okay so um i've managed to grab a Coors light okay <laughs> and i'm actually i don't know if i've ever had one of these but the estella Oh yeah, those are yeah, those uh, are pretty decent. Yeah, um, but yeah, so I'm I'm good to go. <laughs> okay, sounds good. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Beers with Bands. Uh, this week, I'm sitting down with Matt from the band Troubled Minds. How's it going? Going great. How are you doing, Michael? I'm doing great on this wonderful Monday. Go, yeah, go ahead. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll crack it open. Here we go. Woo! Oh. oh, shit. I just got beer all over my computer. Dude, I do that all the time. That was kind of dumb, but <laughs> what's up? I said I do that all the time. Like, I really need, just need to clean mine, like, a good, thorough cleaning. Thankfully, I have, like, a something to protect my, like, keyboard. Otherwise, it would just be, like, destroyed at this point. Wow, you're, you're very prepared. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you do beers with bands all the time. So right. I, I'm glad that you've come prepared with a, a keyboard guard for your beer. You know, um, I think ahead. I was just trying to put my... I was trying to put my beer can, like, up close to my, to my phone so you could hear it crack, and then it just... Exploded everywhere, but we're we're here. We're doing great. Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, for people that might not know, Troubled Minds is a pop punk emo band from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, you guys recently put out a single uh, at the time of this recording about a, a month ago that we'll talk about here in a little bit. But I usually like to start at kind of like the the origins for every project that comes on, um, especially if like someone's <laughs> listening and they've never listened to you guys before. Um, so can you tell me like h- how Troubled Minds started and then how you guys got to where you are now in 2022? Um, well, so I've been making music under the name Troubled Minds for a really long time. Um, the band, since I've started writing songs under that name, uh, has changed quite a bit as far as like lineup goes. Uh, the sound has pretty much always been fairly similar. Um, you can go back through our discography and hear maybe a little bit of a change, but it's still the same kind of like um, emo tinged uh, punk kind of sound. Um, but yeah, it started out, uh, I mean, it was just like my band from when I was 19 uh, till now, and I'm 27 right now. So basically forever. It's been my band forever. <laughs> um, so that's kind of just how we started. Um, and uh uh yeah it's always basically just been me and friends the the first lineup uh was like me uh my buddy zach on drums brent on bass andrew on guitar and then none of those guys are still in the band it's pretty much been a a revolving door of members i feel like there's there's been enough people in this band to have like three different bands (laughs) you know what i mean yeah uh but i've always written a song uh and it's always kind of just been my uh uh the band that i've spearheaded essentially okay uh no when when you're talking about like member changes consistent like 
doing all that. It totally understandable. I know my friends, they were in a band and I think by the end, by like the, from the birth to like the death of that band, I think we counted like 28 different members that had rotated through throughout the time. It was insane. 28? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like, wow. it was something stupid. Yeah. Wow. Hey, you know, it happens. I mean, you, you can find like really talented musicians, but their heart might not be in it. It might not be the music that they want to play or maybe the person who's, you know, kind of the, the brainchild or just the leader of the band might want to tour and you might have some really talented musicians that aren't able to do it or aren't willing to do it. Um, or, you know, I mean, there, there's, there's so many reasons uh, why people can kind of just like cycle through members when it's not right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, when not everybody wants the same things out of the, out of a band, bands are kind of like relationships in a way, like bands can break up and fall apart um, or people can come in and out of bands and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just like sometimes, you know, a band is not right for a certain person, just like a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, it happens all the time. So, um, yeah, that's crazy though. 28 members. That's yeah. It happens, well, you know? Like it so, happens. so I'm like originally from like a small town in Eastern Iowa. So anyone, there's like no one real close. So you have to go to like the neighboring big cities. And then it's like, there's only so many drummers that are able to do things. Or there's like only so many like guitar players. And like, that's what made it so difficult was you'd, you'd find someone, but then they're also like in four other projects and they're like, Hey, like something's got to go. Yep. Totally. Uh, that's usually the way it is with us and drummers, hmm. uh, just because there's not a whole lot of drummers. Um, and I don't know if that's the Phoenix area thing or if that's like a kind of an, in general thing, but, uh, yeah, we, I think out of all like instruments, we've cycled through drummers the most. Yeah. Man. So if anyone's listening and you haven't like picked up drums, pick it up. Everyone's looking for a drummer. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to play in, like, seven bands tomorrow, start playing drums. Because yeah. that's basically what's going to happen to you. If that sounds like a nightmare, I guess avoid drums. I mean, you can always tell people no. I don't want to discourage anybody from playing drums. But that's just kind of how it happens. You know, you start yeah. playing drums. Oh, you can hold a beat? Cool. Like, three people are asking you to play all of a sudden. Do you want to be in a pop-punk band, a metalcore band, a hardcore band, and, an, and a shoegaze band all at the same time? Because you can do yeah. that totally that sounds about right for sure uh but i I like your analogy of uh considering bands and like the members as a relationship and i feel like that's a good segue into your latest single uh like it used to be um because there's like a lot of heartfelt emotion into it and for people that haven't listened to it it's it's angsty it's it's riffy because you guys have that little like twinkly riff in there which fucking hooks you in um and it's an overall just a sick track and uh i mean it's been out for about a month at this time like what's the reception been on it so far um the reception on it has been great uh i think out of all the all the singles we put out i think um i don't know i've been getting a lot of like dms about it just from like just friends that i know acquaintances have just been kind of like popping up randomly being like yo dude i checked out that song you put out and i loved it and i've been hearing a lot of great things from a lot of different people um and uh yeah it's it's been nothing but positivity on on that track so really happy about that um feeling really really grateful um for all of like just the the positive reactions that we've had um so so yeah I'm, i'm really stoked to get uh another single out um I'm on my computer right now, and I actually have, I have the music video. I just listened or listened and watched uh, the final version of this next music video that we're gonna put out, and I'm really excited for it. Um, our friend JP uh, Silva did the video again. Um, he's gonna do all of our videos for this whole album, and uh, he does such a killer job, uh, and he's so much fun to work with. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited for. Uh, the future of this band because the first single was received so well and I think these next singles are going to be received just as well because I like them just as much if not more uh, so yeah yeah really excited for the future yeah uh, well 
your friend is killing in all these videos because the video for this is like basically just like a fun good old time like you guys are all like in someone's apartment basically just having like a good time but just yeah. the the lighting that's used to set the different ambiances is used so well um and it kind of just adds a whole other element to the entire song which i mean knocked it out of the park yeah uh so that video was shot um in our house uh so that's like uh we have like a jam room in our house or like the practice room and we shot it in there um and we had so we <laughs> it was funny i hit everybody up and i was like hey we're gonna do a karaoke themed music video and that's not <laughs> what ended up happening at all <laughs> and uh it's just really funny that you can like because i i mean you can see that there's a like a backdrop um that's projected onto us and there's actually mm -hmm. lyrics in there i don't know if you noticed that um but no, it, I it was supposed to be like lyrics, you know how like karaoke, they have the lyrics and it's like highlighted at the bottom. Um, yeah. It was supposed to be that in the background and that, and it was, but you just couldn't see it at all. So we ended up just kind of like, I mean, we told everybody to just like, you know, BYOB, you know, come over like it's a party. It's going to be like a karaoke party music video, but it would ended up just kind of being a party music video <laughs> with cool lighting because JP's really talented with his lights, and I don't know, it just it just worked out. It it wasn't what we were aiming for at all, but it's a great music video regardless. Well, I mean that's that's I'll have to go back and watch it again after this to see if I can notice like any, uh, like wording for like the for like karaoke. But yeah, I never noticed that before. I know, like you notice like the whole like kind of stack of TVs with all like their they're static uh, going on, but no, I didn't. I never noticed that. And those were supposed to have lyrics on them, and it was supposed to be stuff other than static. Um, what was projected onto us also should have came down on HDMI cables into like an HDMI splitter, and then split into all those TVs. The problem was is that all of these old TVs don't have HDMI inputs, so it was like a whole technical mess and. Like there were people drinking at my house and we were like running to Best Buy and we were doing all this. And we were, we were at Best Buy looking at each other. Like, is this music video even going to happen? And we just kind of hit a point where it was like, let's do what we can. Let's just turn these TVs on. Let's make them look like static. They're old TVs. That's a cool vibe. And let's project what we can. And if you can't see the lyrics, whatever. And dude, the music video turned out great. And I think in that moment, I realized like, you can't let your expectations ruin something that's going to be cool anyways. So like, if you're, if you're not hitting your expectations, understand that like, nobody knows what your expectations are. Just make a cool video, write a cool song, make cool art. Who gives a fuck what other people are going to think? Just do what you can. And if you follow through with right. that, cool things happen. That's what I learned. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, because, like, if, if we didn't talk tonight, I would have just watched the music video and been like, that was a sick-ass music video, and not known any of this backstory. Right, But, yeah. like, and I, it wouldn't have mattered. It's, it's fun to give people a backstory, though, um, especially when they don't know it. And, like, I would want people to watch it first, just as is, and then give them the backstory. Like, okay, here's, here's what happened when we were filming it. Here's what that whole process was like. Because, uh, yeah, it was absolutely chaotic. Oh, uh, and we were also at Best Buy because our camera guy's uh, battery died. Like, he didn't have a camera battery. Oh, shit. So it was, it, was, it was absolutely chaotic. There was a point where, yeah, we didn't think we had a camera to film the video. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was uh, a lot of stress, but it was a lot of fun <laughs> just going to Best Buy while I know there's a bunch of people just drinking and having fun at my house. I trusted everybody that was there, but, you know, it was uh, – it was quite stressful. <laughs> well, it all came together so well. Like this, this song and and Wee's video are are so well done. Like it's it's a, definitely a song where, like leading up to this, I literally jammed it multiple times today, and it was one of those songs where I was happy to hit like play again, and I wasn't tired of it. Like I'm still not tired of it, and I'd I'd like to just go and listen to it again. Is how I'm like it's that good of a song. Wow. Well, thank you so much. That's, uh, that's, that means a lot to me. Um, I've been writing songs since I was like 
a little kid, like I'm talking like 11, 12 years old. Uh, and I've always wanted to write songs that good. So that, that means a lot to me, honestly. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, the, the single super sick. And you obviously did mention, uh, there is going to be like a new album coming out. Um, this episode does come out in June. I can't remember if it's going to be at the beginning or, or where it's at going to be in June, but, uh, what can you tell us about this upcoming album? Um, well, we haven't even announced a release date for it yet, but I've just been telling people that we do have an album worth of songs that we're sitting on and we do intend on putting a bunch of singles out while we basically tour, um, play shows, things of that nature. Um, if this is going to be out in June, um, I can say that we do have um, a bunch of Southwest summer dates. If you're anywhere in the Southwest, if you are in uh arizona phoenix tucson flagstaff uh prescott if you're in california in like san diego um orange county area uh if you're in las vegas um we have shows in your area for sure um if not one then two or three uh we're getting ready to announce i think 17 dates and it's all in that loop in the southwest so um we're yeah we're trying to build up a fan base in the southwest uh to start with um and then, uh, I don't know, let's try and use that to, you know, hit up a bunch of other bands that are in other areas that aren't the Southwest, like the Pacific Northwest or the Midwest, and see if we could, like, tour with another band that's toured in their area a lot and, like, do a whole, like, like Southwest plus Midwest tour, for example, yeah. or a full West Coast thing. That's kind of uh, what we see in the near future here. And, like, during that time of just, like, kind of expanding are touring uh just keep releasing singles from the album um and then by the time i mean uh yeah by the time like hopefully we're ready for like a full us tour if that is a thing um we could put out the album i don't really know i, I haven't really planned it out that far yet but uh for right now i'm just saying like uh every month or two really more like every two months uh put out a song and uh just c continue working on like building our um i guess i don't know what you want to say like touring repertoire i don't yeah I, <laughs> yeah just keep building out like expanding how far we can tour out and expanding um the bands that we're touring with because like on some of those dates uh we actually are um going out with like some other bands like bands uh have been hitting me up for just like phoenix dates or um you know just asking like hey do you know anybody out in like san diego that we can book with or flax that we can book with people are asking me about like um just booking in like the southwest and um i uh, usually i'll take care of like some of their shows like in a row mm -hmm. and um ask if we can hop on it so like uh we have some dates with uh dusty cubby from washington and uh i'm helping them out with like a northern arizona show and a show in uh phoenix and then we're also doing a run with paper airplanes from sacramento and i'm helping them out with like all their southwest dates and they're booking their like um norcal dates and all that uh, so yeah just i'm just trying to help out uh diy touring bands as much as possible um seeing where you know we can play uh seeing who we can play with just things like that yeah no that, that sounds awesome um definitely i mean that's definitely the way to do it i remember back when like i was booking shows and like uh my like I was tagging along with my friends in their band. Like that's literally how, for people listening. That's how you have to do it is you make those friends, you make those connections and then you show swap. So it works out great. Um, they're coming to your area, you hook them up and then you could be like, Hey, I'm coming to your area. What can you help me out with type of yeah, deal? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's the whole community. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we played with we we're actually lucky enough to play with this really cool band called the home team um i don't know if you've heard of them they're like a mm -hmm. pop punk kind of band um they're great they're from i believe they're from seattle definitely somewhere in washington or the pacific northwest area uh but they were on tour with lil lotus and uh point north and i think both of those bands they had members get COVID or something i wasn't sure exactly what happened but they basically had to stop touring for a second and they were fine. Uh, so what they ended up doing was they ended up reaching out to all the bands that they knew in the Southwest, which is where they were at at the time. 
and we're asking like, hey, we want to set up some shows where we headline and uh, we're just looking for locals to hop on. And I guess our name was put out there um, and they reached out to us directly and asked if we wanted to hop on a show with them. They were already out in the Southwest, just kind of stranded. So we had we hopped on the show with like 24 hours notice. Oh, wow. And uh, they were really thankful that we hopped on and we brought people out and, um, you know, they were like, hey you know hit us up when you're in seattle and you know they'll help us out uh that's what uh their drummer daniel mentioned and uh yeah it, it just it's a really great feeling it just bands being there for each other helping each other out that's what it's all about really at the end of the day yeah um so yeah just kind of i'm, I'm trying to insert myself uh i don't know if i want to say insert myself but i'm just trying to like create more and more of those scenarios where i'm helping people out and not really necessarily expecting anything in return but right. just seeing like you know, if there's around to help us out as well. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're killing it. And that's, that's awesome that someone like threw your guys' name in, into the hat for when they were like looking for people. So, I mean, that me that shows that like what you guys are doing is, is working and people actually like, like you guys and want you guys to do more shit or they're just willing to be like, Oh yeah, you should hit these guys up. I mean, that's a whole nother feeling right there. It is, yeah. Uh, that was a really cool DM to get uh, from like a big band with a uh, a big band with a blue check mark just DM'd us, and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> rad!" <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, not that a blue check mark makes you like any better or worse of a band. It is kind of just like a, a random thing, but um, you know when it does when it does happen, it, it is a cool feeling. It does feel very special. Yeah, um, I did notice too. Uh... Like speaking of like playing shows and like hopping on all the uh, different shows, uh, you guys played with Hard Tech Man, and you're the one that kind of runs all the social media too, right? Yeah, yeah. So I take it that it was you that won the the pit ribbon for that that tour stop. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well, okay. Um. So first off, the, the show here popped the fuck off, and I was, um, I'll take some credit, because it was, it was like, kids were push-pitting, and that's cool, and I feel like uh, a push-pit will happen pretty easily in, like, the Phoenix area with just uh, show responses, but I was like, all right, let's get some crowd surfing, let's get some stage dive going, so I, I was the first one to go up, I believe, uh, and like get a crowd surf and a stage dive going. And then right when I it landed back down, I started looking at other kids. I was like, you want to do that? And there were like a lot of these kids that were like, no, like they were, they were shaking. They were terrified. They're like, I can't do that. Um, and then I went again and I, and I was successful. It was fine. Nobody got hurt, you know? Right. And I was like, are you sure I can give you a boost? You know? And I'm, I'm starting to show people. Uh, so I found somebody that wanted a boost and now I'm kind of like teaching. Cause I mean, Eric was telling me himself, like at all of these heart attack man shows on their on their headlining tour, there was a lot of new kids that were really new to shows. They didn't know what to expect. Um, a lot of really young, like high school kids. So I I felt pretty good just like trying to like show them like, okay, this is how you give somebody a boost, you know. This is and then now you're crowd surfing and like go on your back and like you know when you get to the stage, you can walk off the stage or you can attempt to jump off the stage to stage dive obviously jump where it's populated right don't be an idiot um and then like kids started doing it and like the, the stage dives were just constant it reminded me of like a title fight show you remember title fight shows yeah those were you know it was nuts it was basically it was like a hardcore show but with a bunch of like young kids just constantly stage diving so that was really cool um and i asked eric at the end of the show i was like so who won like did you announce anybody getting the ribbon? And he was like, there were way too many stage dives to even like attempt to give somebody one, but he gave me one anyways. And I have it. I have my, uh, my little ribbon up on the fridge right now. Uh, I'm super stoked on it, but uh, yeah, you basically, you guessed correctly. Yes. I have yeah. the heart attack man, Bosch hit champion award. <laughs> well, congratulations. I mean, I, I'm like one for getting the, the award, but also like basically teaching this young this new generation as to like what's going on. Cause that's something that like not a lot of people think about is we've had, I mean, since the pandemic, we've had like two years where there's not been like, like this is the first year that there have been heavy touring for a lot of bands. So you have a lot of kids that 
have taken that time to like kind of get into stuff, especially like, you know, Eric's doing all these TikToks, and I'm sure like a lot of kids are finding him from that, and other bands too, mm-hmm. and like they're going out to these shows, experiencing it for the first time, and like I remember the first time I saw crowd surfing, and I was like, "Damn, that shit's tight," but like no one's gonna yeah. catch me, and then like you might get dropped every once in a while, but like it's so fun once you get out there and do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, um, yeah, like exactly what you're talking about. Uh, is exactly what Eric was telling me about that they they received so many new fans from TikTok, and they're all young. Uh, of most of them, it's like that was their first show. There was a lot of kids there. They were like, "This is my first show ever." Wow. So, lots of yeah, just lots of fresh kids, not really knowing exactly what to do, but they want to go crazy because they love Heart Attack Man. So, um, yeah, it felt really good to kind of be in a situation where I felt like I was passing down the torch a little bit yeah. and just trying to educate people on like um you know just the pit in general um and yeah everybody caught on and everybody realized how fun stage diving and crowd surfing is um and the show really popped off uh, i i mean i don't know how the rest of their tour went but i remember everybody in heart attack man even on stage saying like this is the craziest show they've one of the craziest shows they've ever played so that was really cool to hear um and yeah uh, it makes me realize, like, I mean, I should really be posting TikToks more often. You know what I mean? I'm not not on the app as much as I, I need to be. But, um, you know, to those who have figured it out, congratulations. Dude, it's such a tricky app to, like, figure out. Because you either need to do... Because, like, I've been talking about this, like, with my friends. Because they're like, hey, like, we have to start using TikTok more to, like, boost our, like, following for our band. And But it's so difficult because, yeah. like, if you go on there and self-promote your own band no one listens to like you get immediately swiped by and like you have to have like a niche that like you can go on there and just do something stupid or or like in eric's case where he just goes on there and he does like his normal like kind of like edgy stuff and it's it just yeah. like it oh, he clicks. just works out yeah yeah um no i've noticed that and i've read that online that uh tiktok if like their algorithm catches you uh promoting something uh, they will kind of immediately be like, eh, no. It's mm. not that people are swiping by you. It's just that they're not going to put you out because gotcha. they don't want people promoting themselves on the app. They want people entertaining. Mm. And if, if you think about it, it kind of makes sense because the way I look at TikTok is it's just like channel surfing. You know, It's like channel surfing on cable TV. Um, and you're immediately going to skip commercials, people advertising because it's annoying. You just want to be entertained, you know? You just want to watch mindless TV, um, like MTV or whatever. I mean, yeah. I'm just throwing things out there. But, like, yeah, it kind of makes sense that they don't really want people to be promoting themselves. But then what comes up is, like, okay, so now you're going to be, like, funny, I guess? Or you could be, uh, I don't know, um, you could just, like, Eric, it seems like Eric just works out. Eric will just grab a fucking spare tire on yeah. that trailer or whatever and just uh do skull crushers you know um and then i guess you just throw your song with it and then if people care they'll look into you and if they don't then whatever and i i guess this also leads me to another thing it's like i see a lot of bands and a lot of artists with like a ton like a ton of tiktok followers like if not tens of thousands hundreds of thousands yeah um and but then I go see them live and there's like no more than 50 people there. There's maybe like even less than 50. And it's interesting looking at like numbers and then like how many people are at your show numbers. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously like a, a big band like Heart Attack Man, that's kind of, of the up and coming artists that are really putting all their efforts into TikTok. I see it. It's cool. It's obviously growing on there. Um, but then I, I kind of wonder, like, uh, where is everybody in terms of just, like, being at the show? I don't know if you've experienced similar things in your area. Uh, I, so I haven't experienced it as of yet. Um, I haven't gone to, like, a lot of shows um, in the past couple months. I'm just kind of, unfortunately, like, I'm from Minnesota. We have cold weather. I like to wait till it's, like, nicer out. Um I, I'm in a hibernation mode, but uh, but I, it'll be interesting to see once I start going back to shows, 
and seeing this in person like because i've always thought of that too like how can bands have like hundreds of thousands of like followers and, and stuff on tiktok and like but you don't see it translate anywhere else like it, it's there's like no totally. yeah no like support anywhere else it's crazy yeah totally um i was uh i was at a show uh i won't name the band but the band um they were like this next song just passed a million streams on Spotify. It's called this. And we're all kind of like, cool. Never heard of you. You know, like we're just, we're, we're just like, you know, it's like 15 people and we're just checking you out. Right. And it's, yeah, it's so interesting how like when you're trying to gauge, like how big a band is, you can't really trust any numbers online. It seems like you can't trust Spotify streams. Uh, You can't, I mean, maybe monthly listeners, because yeah. that's like you can get like you can get a ton of pl- uh, streams from a playlist and then fall off that playlist. Yeah. Um, but then the monthly listeners number is, I guess, a little bit more accurate, at least at that time. Um, and then I don't know, like yeah, with TikTok numbers again, like I've seen it multiple times where it's like, whoa, hundred thousand plus followers on TikTok. There's probably going to be a pretty good amount of people to show. And then it's like me, their family members, and like five homies. Uh, not naming any of these bands. I don't right. not no. shape. It's just random thing I've noticed about um, like the TikTok thing. It's like I, I still have yet to see like an up and coming artist blow up on TikTok and then uh, like sell out a venue because of it. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like, also, like, not like we're not throwing anyone under the bus. Like, there's. It, no. It's just it's happening now with TikTok, but it's always been a thing with numbers not being accurate. Like I remember, like we would get help hit up for like, oh, so and so is coming through, and you look them up, and they have like ten thousand followers or likes on Facebook, and it's like, who are these people? Like I've never heard yeah. of them. Like for yeah. this for this amount of likes, I figure I would at least have heard of the name at least at some point, and it's just so hard to gauge things on the internet. Very, yeah. And I remember back when Facebook was like actually popular, uh, bands were buying Facebook likes. You remember that? Yep. And it's like, what did that? I mean, at the time when I guess social media was a little bit more fresh, uh, you you could trick people easier. Yeah. Uh, you could because numbers, like you think like these numbers correlate to ticket sales, and then that's that was probably the start of those things not really correlating. I was a little kid when MySpace was popular, so I, I you know, I wasn't like booking shows when MySpace mm-hmm. was a thing. Um, I wasn't even really going to shows when MySpace was a thing, um, so I couldn't, I wasn't able to see like MySpace friends versus like ticket sales or whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's probably been a thing since like the mid two thousands. Then. Oh yeah, easily. But... Yeah. There's our there's our little sidetrack for the, for the night. Like it's always interesting yeah. to see where like like I always say tangents are fine. So it's always interesting to see like which avenue of routes we're gonna take to get on whatever topic and talk about something seriously. Totally, yeah. The last uh, the last interview I did, I did a tangent where I talked about um, uh, my closet. I just literally went through and I I got out like just like the coolest things I've ever bought from a thrift store. And I just I did that last time, but nice. no, yeah, this was cool. We talked about we talked about uh, online presence versus how many people get to the gig. Yeah, very interesting topic, I think. So yeah. thank you for you know letting me go on that tangent. Oh, I'm totally happy for, uh, to let you do that. Uh, more of the story is we're getting a lot of new kids going out to shows. Uh, help them, teach them how to stage dive, teach them how to to crowd surf. Uh, these are the ones that are gonna. I mean, a lot like a lot of people my age were getting too old to to do that stuff. So these are the kids that are going to be starting to jump off those stages and and help them do it the right way and be there to catch them too. Like that should hurt. Yes, be there to catch them. Keep these kids safe. Um, if you are one of these kids, just be safe. Don't jump where there's not people. You're gonna hurt yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't crowd surf unless the show is packed. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the deal. Okay. Um, don't crowd surf at a dead show. You're going to hit the floor. So the the first time I ever crowd surfed was, I don't remember, if, I don't know if you remember this tour. It was the Pure Noise tour of like 2013 or 14. So it was like State Champs, Forever Came Calling, Heart to Heart, uh, Brigades, and I yeah. can't remember who else was on it. 
uh, but during Forever King Dude, Calling, heart to heart, right? Yeah, yeah. I I played a show with them before Trouble Minds, but yeah, go. Oh, on. really? That's awesome. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that whole lineup was sick on that tour. But Forever Came Calling when they played, I think they were still had Contender out at that point. Uh, but like that was my first time like stage diving was to the homies yeah. in Forever Came Calling. So cool, so yeah. cool. Um, I'm trying to remember my first stage dive. I think it was Comeback Kid at the Nile Theater. Uh, they were on tour with Four Year Strong and the wonder years and that okay. was my first time seeing the wonder years and i believe that was 2010 oh nice um yeah i was 16 uh that sounds about right 15 or 16 um and yeah that was a super sick show uh that was like my first real big show i think yeah. um uh but yeah yeah the uh, the wonder years just came out with the upsides and um i was blown away at the crowd response because it was like 10 people maybe that were into them but it was 10 people going hard like it was like all 10 of those people were stage diving constantly all 10 of those people knew every single lyric and i was like okay this band is gonna blow up killer band dude one of my favorites for sure oh yeah uh they're they're definitely one that's Somehow, I still have not seen yet, and they're, like, on the top of my list to finally go see them. Yeah, they're good. They're good. Um, incredible musicians. I've seen them uh, here at the Nile Theater at that show, and then I've also seen them at Warp Tour, and then I feel like I saw them play at the Nile again, but I don't remember with who. It's been years, so it's kind of hard to jot my memory. Right. Um, but, yeah, great band. Yeah. Um, so before we kind of transition into this next half, uh, obviously we talked about uh, the the latest single and kind of everything about uh, Troubled Minds. Was there anything that I missed or that you wanted to bring up about Troubled Minds and the single? Um, I don't think so. Uh, no, no, I think we hit it all. Okay. Um, so as we kind of transition, this is obviously Beers with Bands. I'm drinking on this fine Monday. I know you, my friend, are drinking a, a few brewskis on your end. Um, what are you drinking on this fine yeah. Monday? Um, well, let's see. I'm about ready to finish, yeah, finish my Stella. Here we are. Um, oh, I guess they can't see it. So, <laughs> got this. Um, the funny thing is, and I'm going to be completely honest here, I did not prepare beers for this. Um, so, this was just kind of what I found in our, like, drink fridge. Um, I am probably going to put in my like roommate group chat and just say, Hey, whoever Stella, this is, I'm sorry. I had a podcast called beers with bands. I kind of needed it. So let me kill this real quick. And then I'll grab my second beer. Okay. Okay. And my second beer is a Coors Light. Hell yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. In a can, um, not quite lukewarm yet. So yeah, yeah. The the mountains didn't look too blue. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's not. It's not ice cold, but eh, here we are. Right. That's <laughs> so okay. Nothing screams. Nothing screams DIY like a almost lukewarm Coors Light. <laughs> yeah. The only uh, way that could be better is maybe a PBR. And, and surprising enough, I am drinking a PBR, and this is definitely lu- lukewarm. It was in my truck all night, and then I just left them in the garage. So not, e- not even a fridge. So it's that, great. That right there, my friend, that is rock and roll. I salute you. <laughs> and surprisingly, like, most people would, like, not want to drink, like, a lukewarm beer. PBRs aren't that bad as lukewarm temperature beer. It's weird. No, no kidding. Yeah. Okay. Like this, so like I, I've done this before. It's, it's a normal thing. <laughs> really? I don't oh, do wow. it often, okay, but cool. like. Michael from Beers with Bands is on record. Lukewarm PBR, not bad. Yep. I'm remembering that. Don't you forget it. Let, let the people know. 
No, and the funny thing is, is, is uh, I, I know somebody's listening to this right now, and they're thinking, "Damn, dude, this Michael guy—he's an animal. He can drink a lukewarm PBR." But I also guarantee you this: that the person that's judging you right now hasn't done it themselves. That is true. So, for the person that's listening and is judging right now, go get yourself a six-pack of PBR Tallboys. Let them sit in your truck overnight. Put them uh-huh. in the garage all day, and then just grab a couple, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you won't be disappointed. You might be if you don't like PBR. Letter it. You definitely won't be disappointed. Yeah. You said you live in, uh, did you say Milwaukee? Uh, so I, I'm in Minneapolis normally, but uh, for this week, I'm actually down in like the Iowa City area in Iowa visiting family. Oh, okay. Cool. So. Um, well, still, I, oh, it's probably fairly warm there. It's probably not cold. Uh, today was like a high of like, 55 i'm still wearing shorts because that's fine with me yeah okay so get this we just passed 100 oh my god yeah so when you say leave a beer in the garage to me that means you want it hot yeah like you want that you want it grab that can and be like ooh. yeah no that that would be disgusting that that would be a little much oh right no, like we're still in like that are like we're getting into spring, so it's still kinda like chilly out. Man, in Arizona, we have hot and we have it's not bad outside. If you're looking <laughs> to escape the cold, there's a great place for you. It's called the Phoenix area. <laughs> Let me tell you, like it, the coldest it ever gets here is like sixty degrees during the day. It'll drop lower at night you know i've seen it hit like 30 at right. night but that's like record lows record lows 30 degrees uh record lows i think the last time i remember we we had a what they call a polar vortex so basically we get like a stream of just straight super cold air that comes through like the midwest and it hit like negative 50 uh one year <laughs> insane yeah, so, like, we would be at work, and we'd uh, have to go out and turn on our vehicles every so often, just so that way we knew that they weren't going to, like, freeze. Unreal, dude. Um, that's really cold. Uh, here, our extreme weather uh, time is summer. It's really weird. Like, Christmas time. Christmas time is an amazing thing, because it's just nice and crisp outside. And right. It's, it's snowing. It's we never have like wind chills it's nothing nothing crazy at all uh but then in the summer that's when people die of heat exhaustion outside uh that's when people pass out because it's so hot outside um you know it's it's uh it's like kind of dangerous to go hiking in the summer because it's hot uh and yeah you could you could totally dehydrate very easily so like Dehydration here is, you know, I guess it's probably more common than anywhere else. But, uh, yeah, it's just a weird random tidbit. It doesn't work like that anywhere else. But in the summertime here, people stay inside. Like, people don't want to go outside. People hibernate in the summer. Yeah. Well, if anyone's trying to go to Phoenix, make sure you drink a lot of water if you're going to go hiking. Obviously. Yep. Yep, obviously. And uh, try and show up, like, end of october uh and like before definitely before april that's like the 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 best window right there unless you want to experience 100 plus degree heat you know show up in like the late fall or early winter time yeah wow well enough about the the weather in our different uh areas um this is the later half of this episode which is always my favorite part of the episode because I get to hear stories from your time of music. Uh, they can be from shows, tours, recording sessions, uh, anytime with Troubled Minds or anything before. Um, and as I normally say, they can be anything horrendous to tremendous or any adjective in between. Okay. So you just want me to tell stories? Yep. So, like, any like crazy stories, fun stories, anything that, like... So, like, the, the basis for this podcast started because me and my friends would basically talk about our same stories all the time. And uh-huh. so it's basically just like the stories you would normally reminisce about with your friends that 
you've gone through that stuff with. Okay, yeah, I've got I've got some of the best stories. Um, okay, here's a here's a horrendous one. Uh, so we are in we're on tour right now, and we're uh, I think it was Salt Lake City, uh, and we um, we played Boise the night before, and a band from Boise hopped on our Salt Lake date because it was like over the weekend, so they wanted to do a little weekend run with us. We we're cool with that. Um, so. At the end of the Salt Lake show, we didn't have a place to stay that night, but the band that we were uh, doing that short run with, they said, hey, we've got a buddy who has a gym. Like, he manages, he owns this gym, and we can stay in the gym. And so we thought gym equals showers? Right. Not This could be cool. Let's check it out, because we had no leads on any other place to stay. So, um, we we get to the place. It's just not feeling like a gym. Like there was no sign out. Um, so we're like, all right, this is it. It looks kind of weird. So, anyways, we we walk up. I remember it was like there was like snow on the ground and stuff. It was kind of cold. Uh, we go inside, and um, the gym equipment wasn't like set up in a way where you could work out with it. And then we also saw price tags on like all the treadmills. And we realized that this isn't a gym. It's a gym equipment store. So like they were selling dumbbells and treadmills and, you know, things of that nature. And there were obviously no showers in there then. So we were like, well, damn it. The carpet was like that thin, like, um, I don't know what high schools had at your high school but like that thin like school carpet that's just like a fraction of an inch thick it's not comfortable at all so that was on the ground it was basically like sleeping on concrete uh so it's just like well fuck it whatever we're here the guy that owns the place and i will throw this guy's name out there because i hate this guy his name was jake cronin um and he he came in and he would always he was like this big ass dude right like big like built like you don't want to fuck with this guy and he was like i'm jake cronin <laughs> and i'm like right now i know they can't see me but i'm like doing the thing where i've got my arms like flexed to my side and he would always be like it's jake cronin and uh that was jake cronin so uh his buddy from that band was also just crazy all he wanted to do was do was party and get fucked up so what they did is they ended up going out to the bars and they were they were like drinking i know they were doing coke like they were like fuck i think they i think they did coke before they left so i was just like dude this is such a weird sketchy situation but we were so tired so we just said fuck it let's put our pillows down let's put our sleeping bags down we're gonna sleep right here and then at 3 30 in the morning like th- somewhere around there uh he busts into the gym equipment store and he's like Woo! and he turns on the lights he's like still in party mode and he's like who wants a taco completely silent this is like nine dudes sleeping on a floor we're not saying a word our guitar player john rolls over he was the only one that moved and then he goes i see you john I see you, Pacino. Pacino's his last name. I see you over there. You want a taco? Hey, John. Hey, John. Just like completely like being belligerent because uh, he's so fucked up. And so he's screaming, you want a taco? You want a taco? And we're like not moving. And finally he goes, yeah, I'll take a taco. And then he throws it at him on the floor. Uh, fast forward to waking up. I, there was a hole in the wall, like in the drywall, uh, just like a big hole. And none of us in the bands did it, by the way. Uh, but at some point when we fell asleep, I guess he kicked a hole in the wall. And so his wife shows up for some reason, and his wife is there. And she's like, what are all of these guys, what are all these dudes doing sleeping on the floor of our business? And he was like, oh, well, I was just helping this band out. They're from Arizona. Uh, and she goes, what's this hole in the drywall? There's a huge hole in this drywall. 
And he goes, I don't know, it must have been the band. And at that point, we were like middle fingers up. We were like, fuck you. We got no sleep tonight because of you. Now you're blaming your hole in the drywall on us when all night. Jake, fuck Jake, not about him. Um, that is like one of the only like throw massive shade at because that was a terrible night. We didn't get any sleep and he was sketchy as hell. So that's a term, that, that's a horrendous story that I have. That, oh my God, like that's that's so amazing as like obviously it's so shitty like what happened to you guys but like that it's an amazing story in general yeah i guess so uh yeah that was uh that it did make for a good story but <sighs> i definitely would like, like less situations like that in the future he also right. like had me and our bass player gabe walk down this dark hallway with him and he was like let me show you how i make my money and we're like, we don't need to know how to use. He's like, no, no, follow me. And he kept pushing at us. To, and I pulled my phone out and I just started filming. And um, and then he started acting really weird when he noticed I was filming him. And he was like, uh, I just wanted to show you this. And he showed me a power strip like that you plug. You know, it's just Edison, like power right. cables. Like, and he's like, check it out. It's a, it's a 15 amper. <laughs> and I'm like cool anything else you want to show me and i just had my phone out and he's like no we can leave now it looked like he was gonna fucking mug us or something it was a very dark hallway um god that guy was sketchy but wow. anyways yeah i'll try and tell a good story now <laughs> okay uh, gotta balance it out okay yeah let's okay let's do uh let's do the first time we played with heart attack man um so what I was about to do was um, I was going to just DM Heart Attack Man because I, I felt like, I mean, and this was, uh, I don't remember what year this was. I guess this was 2019. This was like right before they put out Fake Blood. Oh, okay. I felt like they were doing pretty good. And I saw like, you know, I had a lot of faith that they were going to do good things. I listened to their music. I remember the first song I heard from them was Millennial. And I was like, damn, this is like, this is really good. This is really catchy. I feel like this is a band in the scene um, that we should really like play a show with and um, like, you know, have a positive relationship with. Uh, so I was just going to shoot him a shot on Twitter and I'm typing out this message and I'm just, you know, just trying to basically say what I just said, but I heard their song millennial and I think it's really special. I think it's really good. Um, you know, I have a lot of faith in them. And if they ever needed a band in Arizona to open for them, we would love, absolutely love to open for them. And so I'm rereading my message. And right before I go to hit send, I get a notification on my phone from a local promoter. And the message says, hey, would you like to open for Heart Attack Man, Sincere Engineer, and Rome Hero Foxes at the Rebel Lounge on this date? So I, instead of sending them a message, I just said yes to that promoter. And it was literally like, it was, it was crazy. Like, I, you know, I don't know what you believe in. I don't know if you believe in God. I don't know if you believe in any of that or coincidence or anything, but it literally in that moment felt like, like God was looking over my shoulder and he was just like, yeah, dude, here, let me just help you out real quick. Like, let's just, let's just, yeah, no, this is going to happen now. Um, so yeah that was a really cool story and then at the show we just hit it off like i've never hit it off with uh another band quite the same and now um eric and i are i mean i guess we could i, I feel like he's my homie uh uh i mean i hung out with them backstage for a while at their last show that we played so um yeah he's a great guy very nice dude um i'm always very happy to see him when he's in town um but yeah that was a a crazy coincidence i'll i'll put it that way that is awesome. Uh, yeah, like, just the timing and cir circumstance and all that, like, to have happen. Like, yeah, whatever you believe in, like, you can yeah, say totally. it's whatever, but, like, that's just crazy that just timing even happened out that way. Yeah, it was it was awesome to have that happen. Um, I'm trying to think. We have another, I have another story, actually, from that same tour 
Uh, well, let's see, I, I want to try and like keep the positive story so that people don't think that like shit just sucks. <laughs> What's a good positive story? Um, I mean, like we played countless like just cool shows, but I'm, I'm trying to think of like an eventful show where something just weird happens. Um, hmm. I mean, we had okay. I'll I'll tell this story. Um, we had a tour that we went on where we had a a drummer for a while, um, and I put him in charge of like booking the tour so I could mix the EP that we had. And um, so while he's booking the tour randomly at practice, one day he's like, hey, by the way, we're going to have my girlfriend's band uh, on the tour with us. And we were like, what do you mean, by the way? Like, you didn't ask. Like, this wasn't something that you just asked (laughs) us about. You've been in the band. He was in the band for like maybe six months tops. And we had already been a band for years. So he's like the new guy in the band. And he and I'm like, how did you just you just like messaged all the promoters? And he's like, Yep. Just messaged all the promoters. Just told them, Yep, put put his girlfriend's band on the tour. They only had one song now. And so it was like, like do they oh. really need to do this? So I was like, Well, dude, like you gotta understand that like we're all really small and like we got and i don't know it was it was kind of crazy and chaotic because like um they they weren't selling much merch and we weren't making anything from the door and so they paid pretty much out of pocket for the whole thing and then that that dude who was playing drums for us that was his girlfriend and i guess he promised his girlfriend that they'd be making money so like i guess she tried to like get him to send him so much money on that tour just like so he's just constantly venmoing his girlfriend for like whatever she asks for and he's just draining his bank account i remember he was so poor at the end of that tour he dropped his wendy's french fries and he literally ate them off the ground and it was like just so sad to watch um yeah and then after that that's when the jake cronin situation happened so that was like a really that was kind of a bad tour to be honest with a lot of situations happening of just like i don't know this dude I mean, he was he was at a point in his life where he was drinking a lot and not really thinking you know what i mean uh so there was that and uh so that was just a, a silly situation i hope i'm never in that situation ever again um but yeah homeboy did a dumb thing and he ended up basically eating shit or at least eating his Wendy French fries off of the ground because of it. Well, I, mean, I don't know what to say, man. I guess you can think about it this way. You, you experienced all that and you experienced, you know, like a psycho fucking gym member, what like dealer or whatever. But like now you guys are at where you guys are at and you guys have overcome all that. And now this should hopefully just be kind of like smooth sailing to the finish line type deal, quote unquote, however you want to look at it. But like, yeah, hopefully all the the crazy shits behind you. Yeah, exactly. I feel like you got to go through some crazy shit to just understand that maybe you can't trust everyone or just, um, you know, understand like, yeah. I mean, honestly, I would say that if you're a band looking for a place to, to stay at night, like, like, hit up other bands that's a great place to start i think because bands have other bands back for the most part uh bands that understand what it takes to like progress at least understand that um so i would say do that don't necessarily trust i mean like and that that whole situation happened because the other band we were on tour with had like one crazy chaotic member of their band and they ended up starting a new band without that guy so it's like um yeah i don't know bands that are like fairly established um and aren't i guess aren't going through a a ton of like lineup changes and stuff like those are generally bands that you can trust um to like stay with um and i know i just mentioned before like at the beginning of this podcast that we've done a lot of lineup changes um but you can trust me i swear 
I will house you <laughs> here at the the Dunbar. We we throw house shows here, by the way. Um, and we we had uh, here's a cool story. Uh, after the Heart Attack Man show, the last one we just played, um, we had uh, what's their faces, Arms Link. Uh, they're from Canada. Uh, they stayed over at our house, yep. and I was happy to have them over here. Um, they slept in the living room. I think one of them lost their AirPods here, but, but I'm sorry that your AirPods fell out of your pocket into our couch, and our couch ate your AirPods. Um, I forget the name of the person, but I'm sorry. Uh, if your AirPods pop up, I will mail them to Canada, I swear to God. Uh, but yeah, that's a, that's another story. We had arms length over here. They were pretty tired. They passed out pretty pretty quick, but um, they were really cool guys. And I took them... Oh, okay, here's a cool, cool story. I took them to Wendy's, okay? Uh, and we're in the drive-thru. And this is Arizona, okay? Uh, this is technically Tempe, Arizona, but it's basically Phoenix. Um, we're in the drive-thru, and there's obviously, like, there's plants around. You know, we're outside. And here there's desert-like yeah. plants. So there's a lot of cactus, a lot of, like, you know, that kind of scenery. Uh, and this this guy from Arms Link, I wish I – I can't remember their names. Uh, but he had his iPhone out, and he was just taking pictures, just like of this one cactus. And he was just like filling up his camera roll. And I'm looking at him and I, I pass this cactus in this local Wendy's drive through like more often than I'd like to admit. And I'm like, what are you doing, dude? And he's like, I've never seen anything like this before in my life. I'm like, you've never seen a cactus? And he goes, no. <laughs> and I'm like, I forget that. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of rare for people to see this kind of, um, uh, plants, foliage, whatever you want to say. Um, so that was really funny to just watch somebody take a million pictures of a cactus. And I've been seeing this stuff my entire life. I'm like, dude, I'm so happy that you're having the time of your life right now in this Wendy's drive through because I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely something you don't realize. Um, but those dudes are like some of the nicest dudes. And I'm so happy that everything's going so well for them. Um, I had them on the podcast yes. like early 2021 and yes. like it was a great time. Like nicest dudes fucking ever. Nice. Hell yeah. Love to hear that. Um, yeah, they were cool. I loved having them over. Uh, I wish we could have kicked it more, but they were so tired. Uh, so I, you know, we got Wendy's, we ate Wendy's and then we all passed out basically. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a good time overall. Well, I mean, those are some great stories. Uh, definitely made up for those hor- that horrendous one at the beginning. Uh, basically, never trust anyone that sells gym equipment. Um, keep that in the back of your mind for everyone that's listening. And one, I feel like one big theme that we had on this episode was definitely like DIY and community. Uh, if you're a band out there traveling, hit up other bands to try and find a place to sleep. Uh, take care of those new young uh, stage divers and crowd surfers and teach them the ways of how to do it right. Um, before we fully take off, uh, if anyone's looking for Troubled Minds merch, music, or music, in, or merch, music, or you guys in general, where can they find it? Um, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter. That's probably the two apps that I'm on the most. We're also on TikTok, but like I said in my, uh, like I said in this interview, I need to be on there more. So I'd say like, you can hit us up on on our instagram that's a great place to catch all that stuff uh so definitely go follow their their twitter instagram um depending on where you found this episode they will be like in the description uh for links to all their stuff uh and keep an eye out on them because that album coming hopefully soon and it's going to be full of more bangers uh at just like this latest single um matt i do want to thank you uh one more time for reaching out to be a part of an episode uh, does mean a lot when anyone really does that uh anyone gives a shit you know um so yeah. like i normally say if you or anyone you know should be on an episode of beers with bands feel free to reach out uh matt did it we set this up we had a good time drank some beers uh all right sorry to your your roommates for uh the coors light and the stella but they were put to good use they were put to good use for sure yeah and i'll, I'll pay for them don't worry about it <laughs> Um, but yeah, 
thank you so much to Matt for stopping by. Go listen to Troubled Minds. Go jam uh, everything that they have out because it's super sick. Go watch the music videos and be in awe and be ready for what's coming next. Um, and that'll end it for this episode, and I'll catch everyone on the next one. See ya. One last thing. Oh, shoot. Was that it? Did I ruin it? If no, I you're, get you're one good. One more thing in. Nope. Um, if, if you're somewhere in the Southwest, come out to a show. We have tons of Southwest dates over the summer 2022. Love to see you at a show. Yeah. Okay. Go see them. And, uh, yeah. Now we're done. See ya. Okay, cool. Awesome. Hell yeah. Michael, thank you so much for having me on. That was awesome. Started out again. What's left of it?